Well, for 88 years, the annual tea comes together to support the seminarians in the Archdiocese of Portland. And over those 88 years, boy, the number of seminarians who have been prayed for, who have been supported by this annual tea, well, it's just been immeasurable. It is coming up again on April 19th at Portland Golf Club. And joining me today to share a little bit about how he was supported by the seminary tea, it is Deacon Justin Echevarria. Good morning, Deacon. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, for our listeners, I think that you were on the morning blend before your transitional diaconate ordination in Rome. Tell our listeners about kind of what part, you know, uh, through your life, how that led you to that moment in your life. Yes. Um, well, the short the short of it is the Archbishop sent me there. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I joined the seminary in 2017 at Mount Angel. So I went there for two years for all of my philosophy, because for to be a priest, you're required to do at least two years of philosophy. And then I was sent to Rome to do theology with my brother, now Deacon Brent Derschmidt. And we did our three years there of theology theological study. And during our final year, Prior to and in preparation of our diaconate ordination, we had a Zoom uh, interview with uh, Dina Marie Hale, which was uh, which was great to have a chance to chat with her. She's a wonderful person, does does a lot of great work in her, you know, in her own vocation. And uh, now, I after ordination, uh, which was back in September, uh, Deacon Brent and I were pulled out of seminary. Um, that's part of our formation plan. Is that. Uh, after you finish those three years and get ordained, you go to you go back to the diocese, back to Oregon to work in one of the parishes. And he's at uh, Queen of Peace in Salem, and I am at Christ the King in Milwaukee with Monsignor John Syak. Well, I can't think of a better mentor, of course, than any one of our Monsignors here in the Archdiocese of Portland, but Monsignor Syak, uh, what a wonderful opportunity to serve with him. Now, in this pastoral year that you have been here now, what have been some of the things that you involve yourself in? Oh, it's it's very much rolling up my sleeves and and, and going in. It's uh, We have a school, so I help out there, whether it's one of the adults on lunch and recess duty or in the classroom, I help with uh, with some of the classes there, including uh, we have a philosophy elective for the sixth through eighth grade eighth graders called Path to Wisdom, and it's we use a book from Dr. Peter Kreeft, and it just kind of follows that fundamental philosophy of the of the Catholic faith, learning how to teach the kids how to ask questions, why is there something rather than nothing, faith and reason, the problem of evil, like we go into that kind of stuff. But the book is 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 written in a way that even someone like me could understand. <laughs> um, but that's the school portion of it, and and the staff there has been has been absolutely wonderful. They're a great team, uh, led by their principal Sarah Tabor, and uh, and the kids are just very sweet. Uh, they're so in that area, they're teaching me how to be a dad, oh, how to be a spiritual father. Absolutely, um, Deacon. Now. You can learn so much from books, and we have mm-hmm. just the wealth of our Catholic faith written down. We've got St. Thomas Aquinas who's written it. We've got the Catechism of the Catholic Church all written down. When you got to your pastoral year and started actually working with parishioners and working with the students, was there anything that surprised you that you went, whoa, I, this was not in any of the books that I was reading? Yeah, I mean, it's it's one thing to... I mean, the things we learn in the seminary are very good and very rich that help, you know, form us academically. 
But then you get to the parish and you realize, okay, now I'm really starting to learn. Sure. Not just now I'm applying it, but I've told various parishioners, like I told, I told even our Bible study, you, you know, you, you guys are, I'm not here to be the teacher. Uh, you guys are teaching me. I'm here to learn. School's in session. I told the kids that too. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah. Ask me questions about the faith. And if I don't know the, those questions, the answer, that's homework for me. So I'll find out and tell you later. So very much like I'm learning how much the, the parishioners are, are teaching me. And not necessarily just formally in our, in our conversations. Those have been great too. But even by their example, I'll walk by St. Vincent de Paul or I'll, I'll, you know, at the end of mass, there's a whole team of parishioners that'll go and set, set things up for the next event that's happening. Maybe it's a funeral or, or, or for Palm Sunday or other, just other activities. Even just there, we're very incarnational in the Catholic faith. We mm-hmm. use everything, not just our words, like everything, body, mind, soul, everything. So it's just great to see that and motivating me even more so that when I go back to the seminary this coming September, I'm not just writing papers and reading books, but I'm doing all that. But now I know these are the people who I'm doing this for. I draw strength from them. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. And well, we draw strength from you and it is a blessing that you are sharing your vocation with the Archdiocese of Portland. So you said that you are attending uh, your your education is happening in Rome. And it, it as you said, it's a little bit longer. Your diaconate mm-hmm. is going to be two years. So you're heading back to Rome in the fall, in September. So from that point, what will the rest of your education look like? Yes, so I'm, I'm here till September, and then I go back to begin a two-year licentiate. And that's where... So my, my brother, Deacon Brent, and I both studied theology... This is now a specific concentration of theology in areas that we are interested in, but also, and I have to give a shout out to the parishioners of Christ the King, my interactions with them, especially seeing what they're hungry for, has helped inform me, okay, what am I interested in studying and how's it going to help the archdiocese? Like, what do people really want to know about? How can I be a better servant to them in that regard too? And we're very blessed in the archdiocese that Archbishop Sample when we choose a topic, some dioceses, they send their guys over there to say, you're, you're going to this school to study this. That's it. Archbishop is very much, okay, well, make a list and let's talk and just think about this. What are you interested in and how's it going to serve the local church? And we will decide together. Um, so I will go back to, for two years, but in between those two years, so this first year I'll be a deacon, but back in the seminary. And then in June, I will come back with Deacon Brent to be ordained priest with two other guys. So it'll be four of us total. The other two are James Ladd, who, will, who studies at Mount Angel, and Mr. Chin Yan Vo, who is at St. Patrick's Seminary in Menlo Park, California. So we're all going to be ordained deacons at a different time, but the four of us will be brother priests mm. together. And it's also, one more shout out, it's a big year for Christ the King because Chin Yan, myself, and Deacon Brent throughout the years, all have had an assignment at Christ the King. How wonderful. How wonderful for all of you to be able to celebrate it together. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure those at Christ the King will also be just ready to celebrate also your vocations. Well, you said you're getting ready to head back in September. I can, in my own mind, imagine what is wonderful about being in Rome and being there, you know, really at the heart of our faith. For you, you know, what is the best part about 
being educated in Rome, along with the food. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, as, as wonderful as Rome is, it's not home, so it is a blessing to be back here. But being over there, one of the greatest things I've experienced there is to really experience the universal church. Like I, I go to class and I have friends from different countries of Africa, Asia, Latin America, the United States, Europe, Australia. At, at the North American College, we actually have some Australians who live with us. So you really get a feel of the, you, the closeness to the Holy Father and also the universality of our faith. We're all trying to communicate. So sometimes we'll communicate in English and usually Italian is the way we're trying to talk to each other. But it's just funny because I can pull up my phone and on WhatsApp, I have, you know, my friend John, he's from Cameroon, my friend Emmanuel, who's from Mexico, and, you know, my friend Richard, who's from Sydney. We're all, it's just incredible to know that, wow, the, the church is literally everywhere. The Eucharist is being celebrated in every continent. What a wonderful perspective you can share with all of us. I think that we get so focused on what is happening to me right now in my church, in my neighborhood, that to recognize through your eyes that universality of our church and how, well, Christ is found in every corner of it. Well, Deacon Justin, we are here to talk about the seminary tea that is coming up. But boy, time has gone by fast and I am already against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in our next half hour? Sounds good. I am back with Deacon Justin Echeverria. He is in his pastoral year at Christ the King Church and is joining the Morning Blend today to share a little bit about his journey to the priesthood. And now more importantly, well, his journey to the seminary tea coming up on April 19th. Deacon Justin, thank you so much for staying with us today. Of course. Well, Deacon, in all that you have done, I mean, we were supported by our parents in our younger years. You were supported by the faculty and staff at Jesuit High School in mm -hmm. the years you were there, and then on to seminary, all of those support. The Seminary Tea Committee, they are committed for, well, 88 years now in praying and supporting our seminarians. Tell our listeners a little bit about what it means to know that there are people praying for you also supporting you financially. Yeah, it. Uh, I went to the. I first went to the T my second year at Mount Angel. Uh, this would have been 2019, and I mean it was a wonderful event, and it was just a really great opportunity to get to meet and get to know the people who have been praying for you. At different times, you'd have people coming up to the coming up to you, and you might not know them necessarily, but they know you because you have the pictures in the in the different parishes and. Of course, the committee are, are women from all over the diocese. So this is the local church coming together in a, in a, wonderful, in a wonderful mission. Um, it even has a very deep historic context, not just that it's 88 years, but I was looking up the history and I didn't realize the, uh, let's see if I get this correctly, the wife of the nephew of Pope Pius XII went to the T one year when she was in the United States to visit... Um, it was during the Eisenhower administration. Wow. There's a little blurb there. I'm like, wait, and I studied history in undergrad, so I'm very much a history nerd. I'm like, whoa, she was meeting Eisenhower and she came to the T? That's incredible. And this is someone who's, at least by marriage, is was related to a pope. Uh, the last name is Pacelli. Eugenio Pacelli was Pope Pius XII. But uh, yeah, her, she is the wife of his nephew. I so I didn't realize that even just that deep historical context there. But fast forward, it's... Well, I, I do want to say this too. 
we are very blessed in the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon that we have this this mission and these women who are so willing to to give so much. And I don't mean that just in finances. You know, like faith, hope, and love, the greatest of these is love. They're giving their their prayers and their friendship. And that means so much because when I was listening to Father Peter Julia's interview, he was right. There are some hard days in the seminary and you draw strength from these people as you do from the parishioners and from the Lord, the, you know, the people who God has put in your path. So it was very meaningful and I'm excited to go again after so many years, especially after, after COVID, to be able to reconnect with people, to say thank you. I don't think I'll be able to be grateful enough for what they, they do for us. And I'm excited to grow to go with uh, with some people from Christ the King as well. Uh, it's it's open to you know it's 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 an open invitation, but it's it's just a great way for the local church to come together in a very beautiful way. I know I I have met people in the seminary. I've met seminarians who they are struggling and they don't have the support that we have in an area such as the seminary T. Like it. Again, I can't stress this enough. It is very meaningful and we are so blessed. It's just, it's just, it's an incredible, incredible mission. Well, we know this year that the Seminary T is also looking to grow that committee. So if you feel that you can be part of the support that Deacon Justin was just talking about, please consider going to the T this year and talk to any one of those committee members. I'm sure they would be more than happy to let you know how you can join them and they'll offer that support that Deacon Justin was just talking about. Well, Deacon, throughout the year, the seminary tea ladies support you. It is financially and it is a fundraiser for this one day event, but they, well, they pray for you all year long. Those seminary tea committee women are there to just use those, as you said, the little baseball cards uh, to pray for their deacon. One of those that prays for you, what's your own mother? I mean, talk about what it means like to have well, your parents to be just your number one support to to watch you grow and then well to watch you offer your life to the Lord. Yeah, they're my they're my domestic church. So recently, I gave my vocation story to uh, to Christ the King, and I had instead of them just hearing me talk, I I projected a an album of just pictures from the beginning to our our Mardi Gras party at Christ the King to give them a visual of what the journey looked like. And I started with my parents' wedding in Caguas, Puerto Rico in 1988. And I started with, that's, that's my, that, I came from that. That's my domestic church. Uh, my parents have been very, they're my biggest supporters, biggest in that. And, and, and they're very honest with me. They, they, they will give me, like they'll come to mass on Sunday and they'll give me critique. They're, they're, they don't hold back. But I mean that in a very good way. Uh, they'll give me, it's like a compliment sandwich. Like they'll, 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 they'll commend me on the things that they said, Hey, you did, you did this really well, or Hey, you really improved on this, but then they'll say, Hey, make sure maybe, maybe watch out for this next time. Uh, it's not, and it's not, you know, nitpicky. It's no. like, Oh, it's good. It's good. Um, it's just good. Um, what do you call it? Good, good evaluation. Um, and they also, they are troopers because they, you know, they, they see the best and worst in me because I'm their son. So they know like my weaknesses, my, you know, they, they see me when I'm like, I get home and I'm just, I'm tired. And they see me when I'm like impatient. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but through it all, they, uh, they are continually there. Mm. And they actually, they came to Rome to, oh. to the ordination. Not just them. It was, they came, 
all my siblings came and my brother-in-law Mike came. So there's wow. a picture of us, all of us at the uh, ordination there. And when I got ordained a deacon and spoil, spoiler alert, I hope to do the same thing um, next year. Uh, I got down on my knees and I asked my parents, because they are the priests of the family, uh, will you bless me as I begin my ministry? Mm. And they signed my forehead. Absolutely. God gives us that authority as parents over our children to bless them. And boy, the blessings are obviously poured out on you. And we all will continue to pray for you for the rest of uh, your journey. You said even at that ordination, you had a little moment uh, beforehand to meet with Pope Francis. You got him to look that way towards your parents a little bit. Yeah. Uh, basically, what happened was the, the day before the ordination, uh, you, we all go to the Wednesday audience. Uh, with the Holy Father and the guys of the North American College will have uh, specific seats pretty close up and we were there and we heard him speaking and oh this is so cool we're very close to him and all of a sudden I I felt someone tap my shoulder and I turned around and it was one of my uh, brother seminarians and he said come over here I said what we're going to meet the Holy Father whoa and we weren't the first ones to meet meet him of course it, it was very beautiful we had um, people who came with uh, physical disabilities they, they were the first ones to come to meet the Holy Father, uh, which is really great, you know, to show them that they are loved and, 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 and the Holy Father is recognizing them and their, and their dignity as human beings, beloved sons and daughters. And we went after, after them and then we took a picture with him and we thought, okay, that's going to be it. But then a couple guys felt bold enough to go right to him and just shake his hand. So I was feeling bold that day and I'm not usually that bold. And I just went right after a friend of mine. I, I shook the Holy Father's hand and I turned and I pointed to my parents and he slowly point, looked over and he waved at them. Wow. And uh, my mom was like, so I think she was looking down and I, I, I feel like I remember seeing someone like poke her and she looked up and she went, oh my gosh. And she and my, my dad were waving to the Holy Father. So we have a, we have a picture of that, that moment. Ah, oh, fantastic. Well, perhaps that might be a picture you'd be willing to share at this year's seminary tea. So if you are listening to this interview and, well, you want to see that picture, you're going to need to get tickets. It is coming up April 19th. It is at the Portland Golf Club happening from 3 to 6 p.m. Well, Deacon Justin, I just really appreciate all of your time today. Before we go, will you offer us your deacon prayer and your blessing? Of course. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this, this time to be gathered together in continuing your work in this corner of the world, in the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. And I ask that you bestow your blessing on every person here, as well as all members of the body of Christ in the Archdiocese. And we ask all of this through the intercession of Our Lady as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady, Mother, hope and seat of all wisdom, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
And that is Deacon Justin Echeverria. You will be able to see him at the Seminary Tea coming up on April 19th. I will include all the information so that way you can go to their online site and purchase tickets for yourself. And if you aren't able to make that event on that day, you also have an opportunity to donate through their website. You can find that link on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app.